Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Music from the Curator's Chair. I am your host, Scott, and today is not exactly the 17th. It is not St. Patrick's Day just yet, but I thought let's make a review now in time for this special occasion because usually I like to celebrate St. Patrick's Day with a little bit of Irish beer, maybe a Guinness, maybe some harp, or maybe listen to some Thin Lizzy, and you know what? That's what I did today. I decided to give myself a bit of a nine, about a solid bit of time to listen to the 10th studio album by Thin Lizzy known as Chinatown, which was released in 1980. It is the first album that introduces the guitarist known as Snowy White, who would also perform on the next album and tour with them between 1980 and 1982. He replaced Gary Moore, who was a great guitarist permanently, and he worked previously with Cliff Richard, Pink Floyd, Peter Green, and is also it also featured the 18-year-old Darren Wharton on keyboards. He joined as a permanent band member later that year, and this album is about 42 minutes, roughly. It's 41 minutes, realistically, 41 minutes, two seconds. But I'm, I'm rounding up a little bit. It's a 42-minute tr- album that features a lot of amazing stuff on here. I don't really like the album per se, Chinatown, but you know what? It's a name. I got to get past it. It's whatever. It's not race. I don't think it, like, people said the album is not a racist title. Just get over yourself with it. And I'm like, okay, fine. I will. And I got to say, the bass on here by Phil in it is amazing. Scott Gorham's guitar work is also just as great. Snowy White's amazing on it. Same with Brian Downey. A lot of the band members actually sound amazing on it overall. And I do know that the first couple of tracks... Well, the first track is We Will Be Strong, which is a 5 minute, 11 second lengthy song. It is definitely one that's a very nice sounding love song of sorts. And it's not really... It's kind of something that Thin is kind of known for a little bit with their Irish tone. They're kind of known for their lovey-dovey sort of songs sometimes. But this one just kind of... It doesn't feel as righteous as it should be but the next track after that chinatown which i think is one of their best i think and is the title track itself is a little bit shorter and it's got a nice little guitar riff it has like some really nice southern rock sounding riffs to it and it's really enjoyable i'm enjoying every time i listen to this album overall and it's one of those ones I can come back to, even if it's on their greatest hits, or even um, one that just, if it appears to be playing on the radio, which I don't think it plays very much, I could probably listen to it. But even then, I don't really know if I want to listen to it all the time. But I do know that <coughs> the writing on it is fantastic. Sweetheart, which is another fill in it love song of sorts, is not too bad. The bass and everything else on it, even the guitar work is very well done. The vocals sound amazing. It's a bit of a short three and a half sounding song, but it's not as crazy, I don't think. Sugar Blues is one of those ones that also kind of sounds a little bluesy, kind of hard rocky, kind of like what they're known for, kind of a pub rock sort of song, it feels like. It's nice to hear it. It's it's very like sentimental and voluminous. I don't know, but very vis- like vis- viscous, I guess, in its volume. It's very like heavy on what it provides. And the next track, which is a lead single on this album, Killer on the Loose, this one was a definitely good one that I've heard many a time. It's not my absolute favorite, but I can 
definitely say if it, if it plays, I'll come back. I'll, I'll listen to it. I'll definitely listen to it and then come back to it later on if I really need to. But I don't go out of my way for it all the time. It's just one of those songs that I just don't do it with. Having a good time. That one is a co-production between for writing credits from Snowy White and Phil Linnett. And this one was actually a good one, I thought, personally. It has a very nice like guitar-driven sort of feeling to it. The bass is kind of there. It's subtle, but it's good. And then comes Genocide, The Killing of the Buffalo. This is something that I think Phil Linnett really has an obsession about. Because I know on the album, Johnny the Fo- old Johnny which is actually Johnny the Fox, more or less. He has another song called Massacre on there, and it's all about, like, buffalo being massacred. And it's just, like, he really has an obsession with the animal, the buffalo. I don't know why he does, but... It's like he really... has been drawing drawing himself into some, like, mystical North American indigenous um, stuff. I'm not trying to make it sound bad that I'm saying it like in a mystical way, like, oh, this is, like, he's just obsessed with it. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it like that, but just the song itself sounds like another version of Massacre, it feels like. And I don't know why. But I don't mind it. I don't mind if you have to repeat it's, it's, it's like when, uh, what was her name? I remember when I was watching um, the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm sorry about bringing that up, but it, it makes me think of that where they, like with the, head of EMI is like saying I want more tracks like Killer Queen and the man's like we can't just keep on making Killer Queen again and I I honestly have to agree with that they can't just keep on making Killer Queen over and over and over and over again which is understandable and it's just it's one of those things you know what I mean And it's, it's, it's what it's, I don't know how to describe it, but it's definitely an album that just, this song just feels like he's obsessive about it. And it's like, I don't know what to say. The next one, Didn't I, that's another love song that is okay. It's nice to hear some good classic rock sounding stuff out of them. And then the finale, which is Hey You, which actually was a nice little, like nice little solid rock song. I can kind of get my teeth into a little bit when I first listened to this album. And now, I know a lot of you are going to probably wonder, why is this review so short? That's not, I'm not doing it because it's, I'm not doing it because of that. No, I'm not doing a short review because of that. Quite the contrary. I just thought I'd at least do one that's quick and easy. And then another album that I know I need to talk about. I don't think I did before, but it's definitely one of those ones that comes back every now and then and kicks me in the teeth, it feels like. It is, uh, it is one of my favorites too. It is Vagabonds at the Western Front. Now, this one I didn't listen to all the way through many a times, but I do know I've listened to it enough where I know one of my favorite songs on here. I'm going to I'm gonna talk about it a little bit, not fully, but I'm going to add on a few extra tracks that I think are needed to be talked about because I don't want this review to be half-assed. And I know it sounds short, but it, it, it was it's a short album. It's a 40-minute length track album. Well... Vagabonds of the Western World, that one also has some amazing stuff out of it. Mama Nature said it is a good starter for it. It really brings in the volume from them from 1973. The Hero and the Madman's also great. It's not my absolute favorite. Slow Blues is, well, slow. But The Rocker, that's another, That's one I absolutely love on this album. This, like, I'm doing a double review this time around again, like I did the last time. But this time around, I'm just, I'm trying to be a little bit more brief in my 
retrospective on these reviews for this one because it's St. Patrick's Day. I might actually not be able to finish this all. Like, I don't want to do one on St. Patrick's Day itself and just feel exhausted when I'm trying to have a good time. Because for all I know, I could be having a few drinks in my system. Who knows? But I do know one thing's for certain that I will be busy. That day I could be working, I could be busy. I don't know. What do you know is that I am having fun with this album. I'm enjoying it. Vagabond of the Western World. That was the one that the title track was not too bad on. But the next few songs, I gotta say, were a little too much for me. But Vagabond of the Western World was an interesting one to hear because it doesn't... It sounds very... Like, they're trying to do something different. Trying to be a little bit more country raw kind of with it but the next two songs i'm gonna creep on you and little girl in bloom seem a little creepy to me i'm not gonna really talk a whole lot about them they're very creepy in lyrics but the next one is definitely a song i listen to on st patrick's day quite frequently and i'm probably gonna do it again this year and listen to it in full maybe on repeat and maybe listen to the metallica version yes you heard me that is whiskey in the jar and this one is a traditional folk song that was done by, I believe, if I recall correctly, if I have the correct term for it. I know it's a familiar one that many people know by Metallica and who did it before. And it was actually done by a band called the Dubliner, Dubliners. It's an Irish folk song that's six minutes in length from them. But it's very catchy. It's one of those songs that works well and honestly I love it it's one of those songs that you could just listen to I don't know how the origins came around from it but it's definitely one of those ones you could listen to every now and then but I gotta say the Celtic hard rock bluesy rock sounding one from Thin Lizzy is an amazing track I know the one by Metallica wasn't too too bad I mean that one's a classic that many people do like a lot and I gotta say Honestly, I don't blame them. I prefer I, I prefer Thin Lizzy's version because it kind of starts out slow and subtle with a bit of a guitar solo going on from, I believe, it was done by... Um, if I look correctly, because I knew it was a single and it was on Vagabond to the Western Front. So if I look quickly, Vagabond to the Western Front on my lyric sheet here. Give me one moment. Oh, of the Western World, not the Western Front. Sorry, I mean, like, I don't know why I keep on thinking Western Front. But it's their third album, so... And I keep on forgetting what... Because like, Apple and everyone else kind of has different um, terms for it, I guess, sadly. But I do know... Okay, I have the one that was... I have the 1991 remastered, whatever edition i guess so it has a few extra songs i didn't realize it had that but i do know that um the rhythm guitar and the lead guitar well the rhythm guitar is done by phil phil linnett on this album and the lead guitar is done by eric bell because it was just a trio at the time and when they did this song it was very well done i gotta say the guitar work by eric bell was nice to hear for a little lead like lead guitar solo kind of to start the song because this is when they were just starting out a little bit. This is like their third album. So I got to say, for what they did for the third album, it was nice to hear. Because they did actually, later on, get some more people to show up and join them. So that kind of works out in the long run. 
But it was when they when they became a quartet instead of a trio, which wasn't bad. Not a big deal, if you ask me. But it was, like, the last one with uh, Eric Bell. And sadly, it kind of sucks that he's no longer with them after this album. But that's okay. It's one of those things. But I gotta say, Rand, like, Black Boys in, on the Corner wasn't that too bad. It kind of remind me of Take It Back by Bill Conti from the Rocky soundtrack a little bit. But at the same time, it was kind of whatever to me it wasn't my favorite to listen to i know that one's written by phil linnett randolph's tango is another one that was written by linnett and this one wasn't too bad either but i gotta say the last track on this album make it a whole hour long was pretty nice broken dreams this was another one i kind of like listening to heck if i had to listen to one of these songs over and over and over again on this album compared to chinatown it's either the rocker or whiskey in the jar wow on Chinatown, there's only Killer on the Loose and Chinatown itself that I can listen to over and over and over again. Now, I'm not going to do that all the time, but if I'm really in the mood to listen to just one song from Thin Lizzy on this day, it's usually going to be either that or if I have a particular album I'm going to listen to, it's probably going to be probably Black Rose, which is one of their most, I don't know if I want to call it their most influential, but it's one of their most intense. Okay, Johnny the Fox is actually the album name on Johnny. I don't know why I thought that. Never mind. But Black Rose, a, black, a rock legend, is the only one I could say. It's very prog rocky in a sense. It's very heavy on what it it has. It has a lot of blues rock stuff going on, and it's very it's very different. I just know a lot of it is very incredible. I know just the sounds from the Black Rose rock legend song, which is very long. Is just, it's amazing. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's definitely one of those ones that I can listen to again and again. And it's just, oh my goodness, how the hell do they do it sometimes? And that album is still one of my favorites to listen to in this day and age. So I'm going to stop rambling about Black Rose and everything else I've been rambling on about today. I'm going to give you a review, I'm going to give you a rating on both Vagabond of the Western World and on Chinatown. Chinatown? By Thin Lizzy gets a solid 6 out of 10. Wow. The one and only Vagabond of the Western World. That one, I'm going to be a little bit more lenient on it. I'm not going to give it what people are going to think. I'm not going to give it a 10. I'm going to give this one a 7.5. This, I got a 10. Like, this was definitely a solid album I can listen to again and again. More than I could try to tell. But I did it for both albums. I did it for Save Hatchet's Day. I finally got them off my off my chest, off my shelf. Listen to them. And just did it. Because you know what? I don't want to keep on reviewing Thin Lizzy on St. Patrick's Day. I don't. I don't want to. But it's either that or not review anything at all for St. Patrick's Day. Unless I find something else that I want to really listen to. But again, there isn't really anything new for me that's out there that I want to listen to on St. Patrick's Day. Unless something does come out on St. Patrick's Day as a new release, then I'll review that. But until then, that might be next year. It might be next 20 years. I don't know where I'm going to be in the next 20 years when I'm still doing this podcast. But you know what? This was a good album. I enjoyed it. Well, these two were good. I got to say, if I had to choose one over the other... I'm going to choose Vagabond of the Western Vagabonds of the Western World. But 
I will still say Chinatown, I have on vinyl. I'm happy I do. I have a record store date, special release, so I'm happy I have that. And I will listen to that every now and then if I want to. But right now, I'm glad I got these off my chest. I know the next review that you're all probably expecting is coming very soon. I am still working slowly but surely to get this one album that I know out of my head and onto paper and into a record. Recording, I should say, not record. But overall, I need to get off my chest soon enough. The next album review will hopefully soon enough be, if I'm truly honest, it'll probably be Vanishing Point by Primal Scream unless something else comes out before I get that out. But I do know I have two Midnight Movie Confessional reviews meant to be coming out very soon. I know one that's coming out immediately will be Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And then the next one I think might be Turning Red, which comes out today uh, as of this recording. I might do it soon enough. I don't know when I'm doing it. I might not even do it at all. But I promise you that there will be another Midnight Movie Confessionals review soon. There will be another Music from the Curator's Chair. I don't know what the next series I will do a review on will be for TV stuff. But there might be something that's on how, like on Netflix. I decided to do a whole spinoff on completely where it's nothing of the sort. I might just call it, I don't know, the Western Block File. House of Cards sessions or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what it will be. I don't. But I do know it'll come very soon. I don't know when. I'll make a huge announcement on when that happens. It might be the one that takes over mostly my entire review schedule for everything I'm about to review soon. Or I might take a break from reviewing TV stuff for now. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that everyone else, um, hopefully everyone, I'm sorry. Hopefully you're all enjoying this nice time out there hopefully you all have a great day please enjoy your saint patrick's day if you're able to and for those that are fighting in ukraine i'm very sorry that you're having to deal with this i don't think it's right i'm not gonna get into a political stance on this podcast i don't want to i'm sorry i'm gonna turn this off now before i decide to get really really upset about what's going on in the world until next time folks i will see you all very soon this is scott signing out and transmission.